Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard, and I'm the host of Reflect the Life You Want, and today I'm especially excited to have Jean Ritzke, author of the Caroline the Painted Turtle series, as a guest of the program. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Tim. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. Well, you and I first connected several years ago, networking and business, and then we reconnected recently at another networking event, so it was good to see you. It's good to see you as well. It's been too long. Yeah, catch up a little bit and find out you're now a published author, so that was exciting. (laughs) Things change. (laughs) Yeah, because I'm in the midst of uh, finalizing a book project with my co-author, Maria Spears of the Mirror Book, so we'll talk about that a little bit today. So you've... uh, Published a couple of books recently, but I'm wondering before we get into talking about Caroline the Painted Turtle, is where you know for the context of our listeners that are listening to you today is like you know tell us a little bit about your your background, your personal story, your professional story. What brings you to where you are right now here today, Sean? Sure. In fact, it's it's interesting. Work brought me to Wilmington. Yeah. So I was born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, ended up transferring colleges my junior year. I went from College Charleston to the University of South Carolina. The major I was decided to focus on, which was fine art, uh, I needed the university to get a, a better variety of classes. Okay. So transferred up there and ended up in Columbia for the next 28 years of my life. Wow. And I, I loved it. It's my other home. Mm-hmm. But um, when I finally met my now husband— he said, I don't love Columbia. He was living <laughs> in Chicago at the time. Mm-hmm. I said, I don't love cold. Yeah. So we ended up rearranging. I got a new job, and we moved to Wilmington. Yeah. But I've been painting since I was six years old. It's just something I picked up as a child. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Picked up watercolor at about oh, 12 years old, mm-hmm. and that's been my main medium. Did major in drawing in college. I have a BA in fine arts. And they, they, painting was my secondary, but they didn't have watercolor per se. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, got into sales and marketing. I was an artist full time and doing great. But at some point, you know, you have to be an adult and bills are getting in. And <laughs> I did not take off like Picasso. So as much as I was having fun and selling, I had to, I had to go ahead and get some jobs. And ended up, it turned out that if I could sell my own work, I could sell a lot of different things. Right. So I did marketing for architects. Uh, mm-hmm. It was great working with other creative people. That was a good time. Mm-hmm. I did business to business sales for temporary staffing. Yeah, uh, it's actually how I met my now husband. And I did um, sales and management for Compass Group, which is a large food service company out of North Carolina. They're based out of Charlotte, mm-hmm. and they have a division called Canteen. Yeah, and Canteen is where I ended up. At first, I managed a coffee division, and then I sold regionally for their coffee division. And that's what landed me in Wilmington. Yeah, I, was based I think that's Wilmington. when you and I first yep. met. You were working with them. I was selling coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of coffee that is drank that's right. around here, so I can relate to that. Yeah. So you've done all these things professionally. Mm-hmm. When did this idea for this book project um, with Caroline the Painted Turtle come about? 
So turtles have been my main theme throughout uh-huh. my career. I've uh-huh. always I ended up as a teenager at the turtle farm in Grand Cayman. Okay. My father was a travel agent, so I was a I was a really blessed child. He took us everywhere with him. Wow. And the turtle farm, Kamanians uh, actually eat green sea turtles. It's mm. part of their natural diet. Mm-hmm. And because green sea turtles have become endangered, they had to come up with a system to keep their own food. So they actually raise and farm turtles. Okay. So then they relief, release maybe half of what they raise back out into the wild to keep the population about there. Mm-hmm. And then the restaurants can still eat them. Now, this was back in the 80s. I'm not sure how much they eat them anymore. But the turtle farm is still in existence, and they're still keeping the turtle population up, which is great. Mm-hmm. And I took all these photographs of these turtles, and I just became fascinated by their shape. Mm-hmm. It's an easy shape. It's a friendly shape. They're mm-hmm. friendly, funny, goofy animals. Mm-hmm. But they're so boring. Their colors are so <laughs> boring. I am not a green and brown and black. I, when I paint, that's the last thing I yeah. want to paint. I yeah. like happy paintings. That's why I like underwater. So I started changing the turtles. And then during the pandemic, a girlfriend of mine texted me, and she said, why aren't you illustrating children's books? Your turtles are almost like characters. Yeah. And I said, well, that's the hard part. It's my Mm. turtle. Mm. I don't want to illustrate for another writer. Mm. And then it all just kind of came in. Both of my parents were writers. Mm. Uh, William McIntosh was my father, and he wrote two books, uh, one called Indian's Revenge, um, which is the only history of the Yemisee Indian War, and The Spiritual Journey of St. Philip's Church in Charleston, which is a reference book for those who've never— Never seen all of their vestry notes. It's a really interesting history and journey of the church. Mm. And my mother was a journalist, worked for the Post and Courier, and did book reviews while we were kids because she was Uh. a stay-at-home mom. She'd read and write book reviews. So I grew up in a very read-write household, and it it just—it came to me. I was I have things to say. And also at the same time, we had the murder of George Floyd. Mm. And that really got to me. Mm. Um, I trust our law enforcement completely, still do, always will. Mm -hmm. But I was very upset by that. And I thought, you know, children really need a simplified message out there that everybody's different Mm -hmm. and we need to accept that Mm -hmm. and just deal with differences. And I just saw the world not dealing with differences very well. Mm -hmm. And it just all snowballed into these books. So you had a friend... You yeah, said you had great art, and then you're inspired by something that happened in our world yeah. to help people understand, bring the two things together. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about Caroline? I've got a couple copies of the, the book here, Caroline the Paint Eternal, The Journey Begins, and then Caroline the Paint Eternal, Life, Life in, Key in Key West, yes. which is a great town, and they got a little plush Caroline, the painted turtle. Tell us about the story and how does that, how do you convey these ideas that you have about helping people to understand and appreciate our differences and more inclusivity? So Caroline starts out as a normal green sea turtle. She's born on Carolina Beach, North Carolina. Okay. She goes out to sea just like any other little baby turtle. She's on her own. Uh And for those who don't know, most Baby turtles head for what we call the Sargasso Sea. Mm-hmm. The Sargasso Sea is a floating reef that is full of seaweed. And mm-hmm. the turtles are camouflaged and safe, and they grow there for years, sometimes up to 10 years. Mm-hmm. I've shortened that in my book. Mm-hmm. Um, we, don't, <laughs> we don't have 50 <laughs> years for Caroline to grow up. <laughs> but we, um, I, sent, I send her out to a reef. Okay. And along her way, she starts noticing 
everything around her is different. Turtles are very solitary creatures. They don't stay a family. They don't travel in a group. Uh, so she meets fish and octopus and things like octopi, and she meets all kinds of creatures. And she knows, she keeps noticing they're different. Well, she also learns a lesson from each one she meets. Mm. Uh, blue fish teaches her that the reef is her safety place and where she can grow up and be safe. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden she notices there's blue in her shell. Mm. And she doesn't understand why, but she keeps going. And she meets a red octopus and she has red in her shell. Mm. And as she travels, she morphs into the colorful turtle you see. And when she finally gets down to Key West, she meets a manatee who's much mm. older. Mm-hmm. And she can ask him questions. And he's been around humans and he uh-huh. understands the other creatures. And, you know, manatees always seem to be that distant uh, observer. Mm-hmm. They're never really involved, but they're mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. And he starts coaching her and teaching her. And he's, she ends up in Key West. So mm-hmm. he also tells her it's perfect place to be a rainbow colored turtle. <laughs> so bringing in as much as I can lessons about traveling and meeting Creatures where they live is mm-hmm. very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that she asks point blank, why are we all different? Mm-hmm. And the manatee's answer to her is, why does that matter? Mm-hmm. And then he teaches her that it's okay to be curious. It's okay to be scared, but don't be angry about it. Mm-hmm. And they have a discussion about that. Mm-hmm. And that carries into the second book. And the second book, they actually deal more with feelings. Okay. Because another thing I'm noticing is, people in this world are forgetting that we've all followed a different path to get Mm -hmm. where we are today. Mm -hmm. And you may have had similar experiences to me, Mm -hmm. but we've all taken different things from those experiences. And the manatee, who I named Jimmy, Mm -hmm. Jimmy wants Caroline to be scared and or angry with humans Mm -hmm. because he was hit by a boat Uh. in his past life. And Caroline wants to meet a human because she's fascinated by them, and she's learned that they have things like aquariums where they actually save animals. Mm-hmm. And she meets a turtle who is saved by the Key West Aquarium. And I use their real turtles. Their names are Rocky and Lola. Mm-hmm. If you go to the Key West Aquarium, they are permanent residents there. They've each lost a flipper, and they have um, a, a, a fake flipper put on their rubber, and they can mm-hmm. move just like a normal turtle. Mm-hmm. And they've developed this form. So Caroline is thrilled with humans. She thinks this is great, and Jimmy keeps telling her no. And she at one point says, I can't feel what you feel. Mm. You can't make me feel what you feel. Yeah. And they have this discussion. And I think that's another problem children have. You know, some children aren't naturally happy or naturally curious. And they they have to understand that their friend may not want to do what they're doing. Mm. And they need to understand why and let it be. Mm. So just just little things I've picked up uh, lately and seeing I'm not a mom but I have grandchildren by marriage, and mm-hmm. I, I see funny things with kids. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it sounds like you're, the stories are really focused on appreciating and accepting differences that people have and that we all have unique gifts and talents, and then also not necessarily to adopt someone else's judgments or fears as as your own just because someone has an opinion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And stay open to appreciating other people. And some of that's through parents too. Mm-hmm. Just because your parents are screaming at the TV doesn't mean <laughs> you need to go to school and scream back, you know, and I hear kids mimic their parents. They don't even right. know what they're saying. Yeah. 
So it, I'm hoping a lot of these books are read to children by parents and they mm-hmm. pick up a little bit of this as well. Watch what you say around your kids. You know, yeah. don't taint them just because you've had a bad experience. Children are are naive and open and precious mm-hmm. and adults can ruin that if they're not careful. Well, these are the story. I haven't yet read them, but the stories that you're describing are both powerful and timely. Thank you. And so uh, when you when you described it a little bit when we saw each other recently, I was like, I got to get her on the show and talk <laughs> about this. This is so cool. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm imagining even for yourself as you're going through the process of writing, you're becoming more aware of things or you're learning things yourself. I'm wondering what what big ahas or what came up as you're going through the process of writing these books for yourself? Well, first, I, I just wrote. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what they always say to do. Just write it out. Mm-hmm. And I took it to a friend of mine who's a PhD, and I mentioned her in my acknowledgments in the first book. Mm-hmm. And I showed it to her, and she said, what are you trying to write, a novella? Mm-hmm. And I said, no, a children's book. And she said, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Lord, we got some more to do. So she helped me scale it down, change the language. Um, but the one thing I didn't do, these look very much like what we call a picture book. Mm-hmm. Picture books, for those not in the publishing business, are 500 words or less. Mm-hmm. My books are two to 3,000 words. Mm-hmm. So that was another trouble I had with American publishers, besides the fact I was not known at all, and I have no agent mm-hmm. because they want an agent. They don't want to deal with the, the writers. These were too long. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't know how to explain this in less than 2,000 words. This mm-hmm. is a bigger story. Mm-hmm. And they are very wordy. People open them up and they're startled. They expect a good night moon. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> 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 These are really geared for really 8 to 12 years old. Okay. Uh, six if they're good readers and up. Um, under six, you're going to have to read and talk to your children, which is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this talks about garbage in the ocean. This talks about, you know, these are topics that should be discussed, mm-hmm. not just read. So um, the British, who ended up, I ended up publishing in England, classify these as children's books with illustrations, mm-hmm. but not a chapter book because I didn't want to get into chapters. That was too much. So, right. Yeah. I'm in an awkward slot there, but it does work. It works for me. It's what I wanted to so it's create. A unique niche that is a little different. A little different, yeah. Well, that's you know that that's fitting within the context of what you're writing about is, is appreciating differences. So yes, your 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 book format has to be appreciated because it's a little different. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. So you you learned about navigating the publishing business a little bit through this process. <laughs> I would say a little bit. Yeah. Uh, publishers own the book. So, for instance, people come up to me and say, I want to buy a book from you. Mm-hmm. I don't own them. They're sold through stores, through the publisher. Mm-hmm. But they come from warehouses. Mm-hmm. And the warehouses have different relationships with different publishers. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, with mine in the United States, Barnes & Noble is my best ally. Mm-hmm. They own the warehouse that my publisher chose to do business with. Okay. So that's who I connect with mostly is Barnes & Noble. But any .com, all of them, have the book. If you Google it, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm even sold all over the – I mean, it's international. It's really fun. I don't know who in Italy is buying my book, but thank you, whoever you are. <laughs> so <laughs> some English person stuck in Italy somewhere likes my book. But they um, – we really didn't understand going into this how 
little control we had over who could buy it and mm. who could sell it. Mm -hmm. So that's been a learning curve. And it's been frustrating at times, but I don't regret it. It's out there. And I have to say, if I was unless I was with a huge American publisher, I would not be international. Mm -hmm. So the difficulties I've had publishing across the pond have leveled out with the fact that there are children in South Africa and Australia and all over reading my book. That's awesome. And I do love that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome to know that you're reaching children all over the world. Yes. And sharing the message of Carolina the Painted Turtle. And I'm hoping a little bit of ecotourism, they'll come to Carolina Beach. <laughs> there we not? go. <laughs> well, this this area is uh, well known for trying to protect turtles and their Very habitat well and helping them to get the newborn turtles back to sea. Yes. They moved a nest just the other night off of the north end of Carolina Beach because yeah. it was in the high traffic area. Yeah. Yeah. I love to hear those stories. Yeah. It's, 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 I, I, I had never been exposed to it before I moved here, but then I've, I've got a number of friends that go, they'll go out in the middle of the night and they observe the turtle nest and make sure they're safe and people go line up and watch them hatch and go back to see. It's, it's pretty fascinating. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Well, ahead of this show, I asked you to look at the Reflect, the life you want. The Reflect mm -hmm. is an acrostic for the Mirror Book Project. And to see if one or more of those chapters especially resonated with you. And for you, you said that the chapter around the T chapter or thoughts are key, think it, create it resonated with you. And I'm wondering what was it about that that especially spoke to you? So one thing I've always understood, but it can be hard to put into practice, is how powerful your mind is, mm -hmm. your self-talk. Mm -hmm. And when you say think it, create it, to me, that's self-talk. Right. And what I take from that is you can't, you can't go through every day saying, oh, I can't do that. I'm never mm -hmm. going to. So when I first wrote these books, I went the traditional route. It's mm -hmm. called querying. Mm -hmm. You send the books to agents. Mm -hmm. And I queried every possible agent I could find in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I've got a couple hundred very nice thank you but no thank you letters back. Mm -hmm. Nobody was evil. I've heard of that. <laughs> but no one jumped on it. And I didn't realize I was not in a niche. Mm -hmm. I'm not a children's book. I'm not a chapter book. Mm -hmm. And the Americans didn't quite know what to do. So when I realized that and I finally got really good feedback from people, I kept looking up uh, publishing houses that would work with a writer. Mm -hmm. And the only ones came up in England. Mm -hmm. um, there was one in France, but I thought, well, that's going to get difficult. I mm -hmm. don't speak French. Mm -hmm. So let's stick to the English language. So I had two choices in England. So I hired a local lawyer to read offers that came in since I don't have an agent. Mm -hmm. And she guided me to one publishing house over the other for very specific reasons. And the offer they sent me was a hybrid offer. Mm -hmm. So again, I thought it, I've created it. But who's ever going to see it? Mm -hmm. I wanted this to come out now. I'm very strong-headed about things like that. I'm, mm -hmm. If I want it to come out, it's coming out. Mm -hmm. So I looked at it from a financial um, angle. And for me to self-publish a full-color book that's 30 pages long was astronomical. Mm -hmm. But to take a hybrid deal from a well-known publisher – and these are through Nightingale Books. And a lot of people know that name mm – -hmm. Uh, Pegasus, uh, Pegasus Publishing owns Nightingale. It was very affordable. Mm -hmm. So and we're talking from tens of thousands to a couple thousand mm -hmm. dollars. 
So we decided, my husband and I decided, let's do it. And we went ahead, and then we got both books in at the same time, and we did a hybrid deal. Well, if you talk to anyone in the United States about a hybrid deal, they say, oh, don't fall for that scam on the Internet. Mm -hmm. It's not a scam. Mm -hmm. But I had to push through all that to get my creation out because Mm -hmm. I learned after creating it, you're not famous. No one's Mm going to stick their neck out for you. Mm -hmm. This may be a good story, but – and I just – it's – it goes back to a philosophy I have. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the song. I believe it was written by Mac McAnally, but Jimmy Buffett made it famous. It's called Coast of Carolina. And there's a phrase in it. He says, for the walls that won't come down, mm-hmm. we can decorate or climb them or find some way to get around. Mm-hmm. And that's what all of a sudden I had with this book. I had a wall. Mm-hmm. And I thought, nope, nope, I'm going to find a way around it. And mm-hmm. I did. So this self-talk, I could have taken all that rejection Mm -hmm. and said, I'm not famous, I can't get an agent, and shoved it in a drawer, which is what I hear a lot of children's book authors do. Mm -hmm. Or they say, I don't have an illustrator. Mm -hmm. A lot of publishers have illustrators. Keep reaching out. And if America isn't your slot, go across the pond, go south, go wherever. Get your work out, and then see what happens. Mm -hmm. But... um, yeah, self-talk, huge. Yeah. Don't bring yourself down. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, great. Second uh, chapter that seemed to resonate with you was this L chapter of love yourself, let others know you love them. And I'm, I'm wondering what, what spoke to you about that. Well, you can't love anyone unless you love yourself. Hey, that's so, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't expect anyone to reciprocate a feeling you don't have. Right. So... You know, I worry about children these days comparing themselves to other people they see on social media mm. who are funnier, who are who sing better, who are skinnier, who mm. whatever it is. Mm. And they think, I don't look like that. I mm. can never be mm. an influencer. I can never be famous. I can never have a career, which mm-hmm. is so wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just I always tell Anyone I meet who says that life isn't going where they want it to go, well, you have to love yourself first. Mm-hmm. And that includes self-care mm-hmm. and self-talk mm-hmm. and all the things that go into loving yourself. You have to be comfortable in your own skin. Mm-hmm. And if you really aren't, then do something about that first. Mm-hmm. Love yourself and take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But if it's just you're a little overweight or you just don't sing that well, mm-hmm. if you're not going to exercise, get comfortable in your skin. If you're not going to take singing lessons – Find a niche. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, it, it's either change it or love it. Mm-hmm. But don't put yourself down. That mm-hmm. drives me nuts because everybody's beautiful mm-hmm. and everybody has talent mm-hmm. and everybody can have a successful life. But it has to start from within. So true. So true. Yeah, the, um, the concept for me years ago was I have to love and accept myself mm-hmm. for who I am, as I am. I can keep working every day at being a better version of Tim, but for now, I have to love myself and accept myself in order to have the capacity to yeah. show love to others and to be able to receive love. Yes. I needed to feel worthy of being loved. So, Well, Caroline in the story sounds like she's learning to grow in her capacity to love other people or other animals mm-hmm. through her experiences and to appreciate yeah. herself, too. Well, she has, to, she has to figure out why she changed. Yeah. And when she does that, she becomes very confident mm. 
and that grows into more. There will be two more books in the series. Excellent. And I'm leaning towards the third one being a sort of rescue with all the issues we're having with manatees down in Florida now starving Mm. um, because of an environmental flaw that humans have created. Mm -hmm. Then um, the final book, she does need to come back to Carolina Beach and nest Mm. and create some sort of family. So, But we're going to talk about families and how different families are these days and how families can come from anywhere and any sort. And they're still families or families. That'll be a neat yeah. story. I, I, I love the evolution that, you know, you've created these different things, different uh, experiences, how they all tie together. Thanks. That's really, really cool. You have a clear vision. You're, you got that think it, create it. You're going out there and making it happen. Yes. And could I improve it? Yes. If I got a better offer from an American publisher that was a better deal, I would consider changing. But if I don't, I always know I have Pegasus, and they've been great to work with. Mm-hmm. And I will definitely go that route again if I need to get my word out versus wait until someone thinks I'm appropriate. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to help you get the word out by Thank this you. podcast and some <laughs> other things we'll do with the information you're sharing. So the, um, I always like to ask a couple questions of my guest and, um, share these questions with you ahead of the show. Um, you know, you're, you've been through this experience now, you're learning, you're growing, you're helping get these ideas out. I'm imagining that there's things that are popping up within you. And I'm, I'm wondering is what is it that you're working on right now for yourself, Jean, mm-hmm. to reflect more of the life that you want? So I'm in my early 50s now. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to think about how do I age? Mm -hmm. I see – I saw my parents age somewhat gracefully and then they died, I think, too young. Mm -hmm. Um, I see people not aging very gracefully Mm -hmm. and having horrible health trouble. So I work on my health as much as I can mm-hmm. every day. And it's it's a hard balance to have. I actually run three different companies. And I am also the executrix of my mother's estate, which mm-hmm. turned out to be a large mess. <laughs> but we're getting through it mm-hmm. in three states. Um, I Trying to stay healthy, trying to stay professional, and trying to stay creative. Mm. Those are hard things to do in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So that's what I work on every day is have I taken care of myself? Mm-hmm. Have I finished all the obligations I have today? Have I allowed myself to be creative today? Mm-hmm. Or was today a day I just didn't need to be creative? Is that mm-hmm. okay? Which mm-hmm. I have to come to grips with. There's some days I don't touch a painting because mm-hmm. I'll ruin it. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. My brain isn't in the right place. Mm-hmm. Deal with that. Get it out of the way. Let the creativity come back in. Mm-hmm. So I. that's the goal for me every day. Mm-hmm. Make sure that, because I, like I said, I'm not a mom. Mm-hmm. I have no one to go live with, rely on. I've got to stay self-sufficient for quite mm-hmm. some time mm-hmm. and keep myself upright and going. Mm-hmm. Well, taking care of yourself enables you to get more in that creative space, it sounds mm-hmm. like, too. It does. It does. It does. It frees up your energy. Mm-hmm. When you take care of yourself, mm-hmm. you can have the energy to turn around and create something. So mm-hmm. that's a plus. What is it about art and that creative aspect that is especially rewarding or energizing for you? It's hard to explain. Mm-hmm. I, this started at a young age. Mm-hmm. I could look at a photograph and look at a piece of paper and see a painting. Mm. And I've learned 
if I look at something and I don't see it as a painting, mm-hmm. don't paint it. It's not mm-hmm. going to – I need to see it finished before I start it. Mm-hmm. It's the way a photographer looks through a lens. Mm-hmm. And then start saying, nope, the light's not right. Nope, mm-hmm. the this is out of focus. I've got to adjust before he snaps the picture. Mm-hmm. It's the same mental process. Okay. Yeah. So you can envision it and then create it. Yes. goes back to that T chapter. Think it, create it. Yes. Yeah. But if you're tired or you're upset about something, your brain shuts that part down. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Staying, being able to be in that creative space takes some work to be able to honor it and protect it, as, as I've learned, trying to write yes. a book project. It's um, same process as writing. Yeah. You have to know what you want to write about. It may take a while, like I sketch. Mm-hmm. You're going to write, delete, write, delete. But mm-hmm. you've got an end in mind. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your end in mind, how do you write the middle? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a, it's been a journey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> been a good challenge. Been learning a lot. The... Um, other question I'd like to kind of follow up. So you're working on kind of that self-care, self-love, mm-hmm. some of the balance in the different areas of your life to reflect on the life you want. I'm wondering, to this point in life, if there was like one thing you could either share with an earlier version of yourself or you might share with someone you encounter or someone that mm-hmm. you meet. It's like, what's that one piece of wisdom in life or nugget that you could share to reflect more of the life they want? So any answer would depend on what what life the person asking me does want. There's mm-hmm. their variations. Mm-hmm. But let's assume we all want basically the same four basic things. Mm-hmm. We want financial stability. Yep. Okay. We want enough personal time to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. We want happiness, mm-hmm. and we want good health. So just keep it to four basic things. I mean, Those any, are all very everybody important. touches, yeah, right? Yeah. Right. So my advice is this: you have to control your life in a professional manner. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't sound as fun as you can make it, but first off, you have to be doing what you love. Mm. You will spend seventy-five percent of your adult life, your total life, I believe, at work. Mm-hmm. If you don't love what you're doing every day, you're going to have trouble getting to good health, happiness, and financial stability. Mm-hmm. You may start calling out to get that personal time because you hate your job. <laughs> but I highly recommend if anyone listening is sitting in a job they absolutely despise, the first thing they need to do is figure out what they love and move towards it. Mm. Do not stay in a job you do not love, even if you're good at it, mm-hmm. if you don't love it. Mm-hmm. Second, you have to calendar your time. I calendar paint. I calendar Pilates. I calendar call someone, make these arrangements. I work with a nonprofit, go do that stuff. If that's not on my calendar, I will get into a painting and two days will go by and I haven't paid a bill. I haven't worked out. I haven't cooked. Mm. You have to collect your time. We all have the same amount of time every day. If you want to sleep in, do you stay up later? Mm. You know, what, are, what are you doing with your time? And I think once people start putting it down on a calendar, they start seeing, you know, I spend way too much time scrolling on my phone. Mm. Where did that time go? And it's yeah. – we have a lot of distractions. So mm. calendar your time. Stay organized. Always be aware of your actions and words, especially on social media. I am mortified at the personal views I see from professional people mm-hmm. on Facebook, on Instagram – 
who then turn around and expect you to spend money with them. Mm-hmm. When they have just bashed your politics, your religion, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, you can't be a salesperson. You can't be the boss of a company. You can't be the person who answers a phone and have a complete mess on your social media. Mm-hmm. We're all too savvy these days. Mm-hmm. I do Google companies before I spend money with them. Mm-hmm. I do look up salespeople before I know that they're going to get part of my money as their commission. Mm-hmm. It's out there. Mm-hmm. So again, um, social media can ruin financial stability. It can ruin happiness and it can ruin your health. Mm-hmm. It's also much of a drain on your brain. Your mental health. So Yeah. By all means, be aware of what you're putting out there and mm. keep that under control. And the last thing is be kind to yourself and others. Mm. If you really, really have to say something nasty, oh, for God's sake, think about it. Mm. Who are you hurting? And how are you hurting yourself? Mm-hmm. One thing that Caroline brings up in the book is anger. Mm-hmm. And they bring it up in both books because that's a lot of what our world is dealing with these days. Mm-hmm. And anger is a waste of energy. I saw a great quote the other day, and I did put it out on Caroline's um, Instagram page. Anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. That's yeah, and it's yeah. a famous quote, and I please look it up. It's yeah. a great one. I did not say it, but that's exactly how I feel these days. Mm-hmm. If you're spewing anger, mm-hmm. it's it's just a waste. Mm-hmm. So. Reel it in, get some help, find out why you're angry, mm-hmm. work through it, and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all excellent wisdom that you've shared that uh, anybody could take some time to reflect upon and, and look no, at how can they apply to their life. So I appreciate you taking some time, put some thought into how you respond to that. Yeah, it is. Um, we do live in interesting times for yeah. sure. And it's. Um, what I'm finding is uh, life goes on, uh, it becomes clarifying in, in many ways. Is like, what's really important to us, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the the more I live my life out, it's like, it, it becomes clearer and clearer. It's like, okay, this is what brings me joy, or this is what I enjoy doing. So I'm going to spend more time doing those things that bring me joy. Yeah, I've got to make sure I have my business in order that I can provide the means for me to go enjoy life. But I'm going to focus on what brings me joy, what brings me happiness, and I'm going to be intentional about doing those things. Yes. Because then I show up a better person for you. You do. Uh, You know, I may have diverse interests of someone. You know, I I enjoy Latin dancing. It's not for everybody, but it's something that brings me joy. So I I take lessons. I go to socials. Good for you. But it's just, it's something that's fun. It's good fitness. Uh, It's just something that uh, has become important to me in my life the last year. So um, I think to reflect more the life that we want to live, we have to be intentional about that. And then we also got to be accepting of other people. What's important to them may be different than what's important to us. And uh, being okay with that, uh, just like as Caroline was, is going around encountering different people. It's like uh, she's uh, she's re- reflecting these different colors, these different peoples, these different experiences she's had, and she's grown into this beautiful turtle. So yeah. that's really, really cool. Yeah, people are always better people when they have a little essence from somebody else. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, if people want to... Find out more about where do they where do they buy copies of the book? You mentioned 
Barnes and Noble. Yes. But what what are some different ways that they can connect to purchase and get copies of the book? Sure. So all of the big dot coms, as I call them, Walmart, mm-hmm. Barnes and Noble, Books a Million, and Amazon have these books. Okay. They're all equally priced at nineteen ninety nine, which is what the publisher recommended. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barnes and Noble in Wilmington at Mayfair is the only store right now that has them in stock. Okay. And I believe they did run out of the first one. I know they have the second one. They're ordering more. We did a signing the other day, and it, it was it, we sold twenty books in four hours. It was really fun. That's fun. That was nice. So they will restock. I have ordered some. Some of the smaller shops are having trouble dealing with the warehouse. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping you'll see them in um, pomegranate books and uh, Cape Fear Antiques and Jewelry. He sells my original paintings as well. It's yeah, Pate Skipper. So hopefully um, we'll get some more books in there as well. He sold out. Mm-hmm. So that locally, that's your best shot. Um, any Barnes & Noble, you can walk in anywhere, and they can order them if they don't have them already. Mm-hmm. And then I teamed up with Books & Books in Key West, which is owned by Judy Bloom, ah. and they are going to carry the books down there. That's, so, that's wonderful. Yes, I'm excited. She's a lovely lady in her 80s running a bookstore. Love her. <laughs> That'd be, I, I love books. I'm writing a book. I've got all kinds of books. I also love art. So it's really cool for me to see you, Jean, just pouring your passion into this. And, Thank you. you know, going back to that Think It, Create It, you've, you've been able to, in my mind, you're taking these really cool ideas and concepts or something and something, it was something was kind of hurtful in a way, but turned it into something really beautiful for if other people. If we can't people. learn from our mistakes, we're doomed. Yeah. And to definitely see that people have learned, have forgotten how to accept other mm-hmm. people the way they are. Or have we ever learned it completely? Not sure. But we can always work on that. Yeah. We're each and every one of us is working on it every day, I think. Well, this has been really cool. I'm, um, I'm grateful for you taking the time to come in and share about Caroline the Painted Turtle. Um, we'll make sure when we put out this episode notes to have links to barnesandnoble.com. Do you have a website yourself for the books? So in the back of each book is a QR code. Okay. And if you scan that, it will take you to carolinethepaintedturtle.com. Okay. And on there, you can see where you could stay at the home of Caroline the Painted Turtle, which happens to be my beach condo at Carolina Beach. <laughs> it's on Airbnb. Uh, um, and you can buy the plush turtle from Etsy, but all the links are right there. And you can pr- read about the first two or three pages of each book. So you can see if you even like it before yeah, you buy it. Before you buy but it. But carolinethepaintedturtle.com is out there. Excellent. Well, we will make sure and have that in the show notes when your episode comes out in a few weeks. Thank you. Well, thank you for taking the time to come so in. Welcome. It was great thank to reconnect with you and meet Dick. And yeah, um, just wanted to help you get the word out about your books and uh, share this wonderful story that you've created. Appreciate that. Great podcast. So thank you for doing this. All right. Well, just go out there and reflect more of the life you want, Sean. You bet. Thank you, Tim. You're welcome.